Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the New European Podcast. My name's Richard Porritt. I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello, cave dwellers. Right, cave dwellers? Well, that's what Jacob Rees Mogg says we all oh, are. Oh, of course, it? yes, yes, our cave dwelling friends. What, a, I mean, to be called by a cave dweller by somebody who's made a <laughs> career of living in the past. But also, he lives in a huge old place, doesn't he? So it really is plebism. It is, yeah. yeah. But I like the idea of him as the centurion and us as all, all this Hengist pod from uh, Carry On Britain or whatever it was. Well, I'm in the market for a new place, so Cave might be where I'm living before too long. Oh, no. Yeah. So if anyone has got somewhere to rent... Yes. yes a cave or... <laughs> Otherwise. Or a chateau or, or anything, they can apply Absolutely. to the new European podcast. Yeah, what a keep... week it's been in Brexit land. It has. It's been a great week, has it? We've been called Cave Dwellers yeah, by cave... Rhys Mogg. Yeah. He said that... He also said, didn't he, when he was making that speech that... If we didn't, if we didn't cut all our ties with the EU after Brexit, it would be a national humiliation based on lies. Oh, no, and I'm just so wondering: is there any other national humiliation <laughs> based on lies that any of the listeners can think of? That yeah. might have happened in the last couple of years or so. I don't know. Quite. Well, it's been. A, it has been an extraordinary week. I think the most extraordinary thing for me, though, and I, listen, I'm no conspiracy theorist at all. Yeah. I just. Yeah. I. I think I'm fascinated by them. But man did land on the moon. Yes. Terrorists did fly those planes into the Twin Towers. They did, yeah. And although I do think the Queen probably is a shape-shifting lizard. Mm, well, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, well, as David Icke said, do you see? Yeah, yeah. That, really, David, no. That that makes a bit more sense to me. But Cambridge Analytica, now we did touch on Facebook with Jerry last week, but this has yeah. moved on again and I'm sure we'll continue to move on. So particularly interested in... Christopher Wiley. And his great hair. What a great haircut he's got. Yeah. It is a brilliant piece of work. A really brilliant piece of work. Imagine um, if Gove shipped up with his nose ring and his... Well... It'd be exceptional, wouldn't it? If I were to... I mean, would would it be a problem? No, no. I, I, think, it'd be, I think it'd be fine. It'd be all right. Depending if you did any whistleblowing on activities in the new European office, but... Um, but to be fair, we've not done anything like we've not done anything quite as bad as that, have we? Well, no, I don't think we've done anything bad, really. He's, he's, I've got to say that the press response to Christopher Wiley's testimony to that committee um, on um, on Tuesday, which in which he basically said the you know the he, he called for the the result of the referendum to be overturned, didn't it, and said it had been won in his estimation had been won by cheating. Yeah. The press the press response from the Brexit press has been remarkable. I was looking at it just before we recorded this. Tell the us. Sun 
The Sun, no mention of it at all. Really? Uh, the Telegraph, one paragraph really? in the business section. Wow. Uh, but not even the lead in the business section. It's a, The lead is about Facebook, but it's sort of buried in there. And in the mail, pages 28, 29, reporting... Um, Reporting uh, what what um, what our friend from uh, from Vote Leave said, Dominic Cumming, that he is uh, yeah that he well, is. Let's uh, just, I'll just let's let's get up to speed with this. So, Christopher Wiley, I'm sure you're all aware, is a, is a former employee of Cambridge Analytica. Yes. we spoke about last week, and I'm sure you're all aware of. Now, they allegedly used data gathered from Facebook users in its targeted messaging on behalf of Trump's election campaign in the U.S. Yes. So this is where the trail starts. But if you rein it back a little bit, he told the Commons Committee this week, he said he believed that the closely linked Canadian company, Aggregate IQ, so this is like a sister company of Cambridge Analytica, had played a very significant role in securing um, a leave vote in the the, the Brexit referendum. Mm -hmm. So Aggregate IQ took 40% of the spending from vote leave. 40% went straight to them. This is how important... These guys are to to um, yes, right. political parties or to groups they're trying to influence, um, and that was for targeted messages. Um, uh, uh, again, Wiley, this is a Wiley quote: a very specific cohort of voters who they believed could swing the result. They were employed by Believe, who were very closely linked yeah. to Vote Leave. Veterans for Britain. I don't remember them. Yeah, Veterans for Britain. Yeah. But also the DUP. Yes, that's right. Yeah, very interesting. So. He said he absolutely believed that Aggregate IQ drew on the Cambridge Analytica database during that campaign. And he told the committee that Cambridge Analytica would have a database and uh, Aggregate IQ would access that database. Otherwise, the software wouldn't work. Now, the importance of that is the spending issues and whether they've overspent. Now, we should just, you mentioned Dominic Cummings there. We should just say that um, in response to this, Dominic Cummings called Mr. Wiley, what did he call him? They called him a fantasist charlatan. Didn't really get to the good bit there, but you got to really. off no, before you got 10 the... seconds. I mean, yeah, 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 you have. Yeah. But I did hear that. Right it just played in my head when he said when when I read that blog, a fantasist charlatan. He fantasist said. charlatan. So fantasist charlatans were like... They they never had any hits. That's the um, <laughs> the fantasy charlatans. Are they they're the, the tribute band to the charlatans? They're great. Well, I think the charlatans they are, are the tribute yeah, band yeah. to the charlatans um, nowadays. Uh, I don't know if I told you this, but not long ago, I um, I was I was sitting on the train to uh, between Norwich, where our office is, and London, and uh, where I was going to do some work, and uh, a very polite, very young man. He had. He wasn't wearing any socks. Um, right. He had the sort of very, very, very sharply dressed. But he uh, didn't young have socks guy. on. He didn't have socks. He had very nice shoes on. He had sort oh, of jeans see. on. One of those very tight jeans. He had a right. lovely jacket on. Really His tight hair was jeans. Beautiful. He looked about eighteen. He was dressed as a sixteen-year-old and looked about eighteen. Yeah. And he said, "Is this the quiet coach? Because you know, I, I, I do need to. I need to make a phone call because I was working away on my little iPad." 
And I said, no, it isn't. And um, and he came and sat opposite me. And it was Tim Burgess really? from the Charlatans, who I think is about the same age as me. Yeah, he's, he does. He is looking he good. He looks he's, absolutely amazing. For, he's, fantastic for, for his, on, uh, he's fantastic on Twitter. And the Charlatans are a great band. Yeah, well, I, I don't like the Charlatans very much, but oh. I do like the cut of Tim Burgess's yeah. jib. And his um, book's really good. Read that. His book is fantastic. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I do like the... I wonder uh, what he thinks of Cambridge Analytica. Well, I, who knows? We should have asked him. Or would you just say where did you get your very tight jeans from? Uh, no, but I was just I was I was I, I, I was I was remarkable. He, he looked remarkably youthful, uh, and uh, and you know there you go. It's Ta- working for him. Well, good for him. Um, anyway, anyway, so we got distracted there, didn't we? Did. we? Dominic Cummings. So Dominic Cummings probably not a fan of the Charlatans. No, I reckon more Wagner. He could be. I'm yeah. a fan of Wagner. He might as be. Well. Sh- he might be more of the sh- man for the shadows. I think. The Shadows? Yeah, Shed 7. Oh, shit. Chasing rainbows? Chasing, I'm just chasing rainbows. Do you yeah. reckon? Yeah. Yeah, she left me on Friday. Oh, God, what, what a stinker that was. That was. Yeah. <laughs> this is the important quote from, from his blog. After he called him a fantasy charlatan, he said, or during, in fact, he said, the Observer will look really silly for making a hero out of a fantasy charlatan. We'll already have left the EU, and Zoolander will need a new look. So a nice grown-up oh, response. Oh, Zoolander, that's good, nice yeah. Nice grown-up response from uh, Dr. Evil. Um, yeah. This, we, we'll already have left. Our, my my master plan will already have been enacted. Yeah. Is, um, is, I mean, this is sort of the standard response now, it's isn't it? very distasteful, though. Uh, I think it is, yeah. No matter how much we, you know, we, we, we may have cheated or the rules may have been bent or the figures may not add up um it's going to happen so we should all you should all just shut up seems to be the new um that seems to be the new normal now that seems to be the way that they they are dealing with it there was a uh, a fairly extraordinary um uh, a fairly extraordinary editorial in the either the telegraph or the sunday telegraph it's mentioned in michael white's column uh, actually in this week's new european which was I wanted to see what the Telegraph would say about all of this, uh, and it, it was their 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 leader. It was the second item in their their leader column, and it was titled "Brexit Hoo Ha." Yeah. Oh, it's a bit of Brexit Hoo Ha, and it basically said, it, it it did say, you know, even if, it, well, it, it it sort of it it was titled "Brexit Hoo Ha," <laughs> Brexit Hoo Ha, and uh, and it sort of implied that even if any of this. Uh, was uh, was in any way accurate that the vote leave campaign had had uh, had won you know against all the odds and pluckily and um, the odds had been stacked against them and Brexit was going to happen anyway so what's all the fuss about? They certainly are a bunch of pluckers. Yes. Um, um, I mean, again, I'll just let me just carry on here because he insisted that um, aggregate IQ. Had a record of convert in in other campaigns. Had a yep. record of converting around five and seven percent of voters who viewed its material. Yeah, I don't think we've quite figured out how many people saw that. But there, is there enough questions here for for a proper inquiry to be launched? And I, I, listen, a lot of the levers have also said, "Oh, wait a minute, Remain had these five new things." This isn't a leave or remain issue. No, it isn't. If, no. Rem- if Remain. If Remain were also doing similar things to get around, for, I know it's a slightly different issue, but doing other things to get around funding and stuff, then they should be investigated as well. Yeah. If this whole thing was completely rotten, then do we need to just put our foot on the brake a little bit, have an inquiry and go, 
all right, let's do it again, no campaigning. Well, yes, I mean, I, I would certainly support that, although, as, um, as Dominic Cumming has said, by, by the time, you know, unless we decided to stop all Brexit now and just carry on... I think the EU would um, allow us to do then, that. Well, I think the EU might allow us to do it, but... This um, is starting to... And again, I'm not a tinfoil hat-wearing lunatic, right? Yeah, that's uh, only because you're too cheap to buy tinfoil. <laughs> As a man from Yorkshire. No, I have some tinfoil. Have you? Yeah. Are you sure it's not I'm just a... newspaper that you've, you've coloured in silver <laughs> no, it's in just an a... attempt to save no, money? No, I, 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 do, I do have some tinfoil, but um, I do reuse it. Is I mean, it it's from, not single use. Is it from Kit Kats? It's got, <laughs> it's, it's got two, two sides. That isn't actually proper tinfoil, is it? Well, if you get enough, you can wrap your fish in it. Well, that you've yeah, caught not, yourself. It doesn't work, does it? Because of, and I think um, there was no one more outraged, was there, than, than for obvious reasons than than what we're talking about um, about the, the the great days of British music than Sean Ryder and Bez. Oh when yes, they, when they, how they found out when they changed the t- the, the tinfoil in, in on a Kit Kat <laughs> from proper tinfoil. To, uh, to to faux tinfoil. There was great outrage in the Happy Mondays camp. Well, I do have tinfoil, thank you very much, but it's not to wear a hat with it, it's, to, it is as a cooking aid. Yeah. So, I mean, let's go, let's just, just circle back to the actual, the, the actual question here. And it is, so, so let's take the stuff about the Remain camp and did the Remain camp bend the rules as well. So, so this is what Pretty Patel said, wasn't it? And um, late last year... Uh, just after she'd been unceremoniously fired, and uh, and she thought she would get back in the Brexiteers' good books and Theresa May's good books by reporting Britain stronger in Europe, uh, which was the official um, Remain campaign to the Electoral Commission for irregularities, and they quite quickly found that there was nothing to uh, to report. Now, of course, they they looked at Vote Leave a couple of times and said that there was nothing to report so uh, you know look if, if the rules were broken on the remain side then absolutely right they, that needs to be investigated um, as well um, going on look, looking at this the, the 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 central thing in in this isn't it is is this idea that with a, a week or so to go in the referendum campaign vote leave were coming right up against their spending limits and so they transferred £675,000 to uh, the Believers uh, which is uh, was ostensibly a social media campaign run by a 23-year-old fashion student called Darren Grimes and was completely independent and uh, I think it was uh, it was BuzzFeed that originally broke this, yeah, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was. Um, it might have been Jim Waterson. Uh, I think James Ball might have been uh, involved in it. Marie Leconte, um was certainly involved in, in breaking this story uh, uh, whenever it was about a year ago now. And now Carol Cadwallader has, uh, has through all her great works, has, has got somebody to talk on the record about it. Um, and uh, you know, it, it seems fairly clear, doesn't it, that um, the well, believe if you handed a standard twenty-three-year-old six hundred and seventy-five thousand pounds, he would go looking for non-Kit Kat tinfoil. I would, uh, I would say, on rare charlatans' uh, works and uh, skinny jeans of the type worn by Tim Burgess. Certainly but instead, he handed it all straight to AIQ, didn't he? 
uh, and we've since found out that, that you know the believe was working out of the, the vote leave handing love with the vote leave campaign they're on photo shoots with them um, and it all smells rather fishy um, smells like that fish that I was cooking in the tinfoil yeah the non-standard tinfoil so you know but but the the response of the response of the uh, of the the, the leavers uh, the response of the Brexiteers is that, well, sort of, so what? This is happening anyway. Why don't you just shut up about it? It's just you making a noise. It's a bit like uh, it was the hand of God. Yeah, and it is going to take, I think, it's going to take, um, it was good, well, it's going to take another electoral commission uh, investigation. It's probably going to take some a police investigation and some criminal charges being laid down it, as people, point, you know, I mean, there's, there's talk of sort of prima facie evidence that the, there's a, a, something criminal has occurred here, isn't there? At that point, though, at that point when a, a police investigation is launched into a, the potential, a potential rule break, which is not, I mean, it's, it's beyond, can't be beyond criminal, can it? But, this is a crime against democracy, potentially. Yes. So at that point, surely someone in government is going to have to go, hold your horses here, we need to know the evidence before we continue down this road. Well, but will they? Because it's a or, government run by leavers and, and, and converted leavers. Or, and I wrote this in a column last week, is this just what has always happened in political campaigning done large and done in a way that we haven't done before and we just need some retrospective law to stop it happening this way again uh, well I'm sure that might be I'm sure that would be a one argument that, Most would, likely, that yeah, would be that would be used you know the, when the electoral commission have ruled um, that campaign law has been broken before um, that you know slaps on the wrist to follow there's not been many reruns of elections or, or indeed any real reruns of elections uh, you know very few people have gone to jail over this kind of stuff have they no. so um, so yeah so I wouldn't hold out any hope that this is going to be brought to a, a, a glorious screaming halt um, by um, by uh, what Christopher Wiley has said and and, uh, and the great work that Carol Caldwaller has done and the original work that was done by BuzzFeed final thought on this um, and of course Facebook are Implicated as well. Oh, do you know what? I downloaded all my data from Facebook. Oh yeah, it's the most boring thing. Is it really boring? It is just. I mean, I I, I basically use Facebook to look at pictures of people I used to know and their ugly children. Yes. And I very rarely comment. I very rarely like anything. Yes. I'm, you know, I don't particularly use Messenger on there or anything. I certainly haven't mm. for a number of yeah, um, for for a long time. Just really dull stuff. I yeah. was hoping for. That's my that Facebook. Yeah, yeah, that's my Facebook. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was dull. But anyway, should Zuckerberg come over and, and face MPs? Well, here? he's going to personally ask somebody that he knows to do it, God isn't bless he? Bless him. Of course. Well, of course he should. But um, of really? course he should. But he's not. You know, he's he's not going to, is he? Nah, he's he's nah. already he's already said it. Um, and uh, and I wonder whether if he did, if he was dragged over here, it would make any more than one paragraph in the business section of the Daily Telegraph <laughs> as they're just uh, as they're just trying to bury this um, stuff. Should we, should we talk about Isabel Oakeshott? Oh yes, Isabel. Isabel Oakeshott appeared on the the Andrew Marr show, and I think it was an extraordinary and, thing. And I think that that t- together with the sort of you know these revelations, the burying of them by the the Brexit press. 
I also think that the, the the sort of the indifferent and diffident attitude of the BBC towards all of this is um, is quite remarkable and um, and uh, and has been a, a sort of theme of the week. And I now see that there is a BBC feedback program uh, which is being planned, isn't it? Um, and they're they're asking for people to appear in it. I think AC Growling has said that he's uh, he's ready ready to appeal on it, which appear on it, which is a uh, a television program about the BBC's handling of Brexit and whether right. it is biased to one side or not. And it's going to look at news primarily, but it's also going to look at things like drama and music and references to uh, to Brexit all through the the, the BBC network. Uh, and that is will be fascinating because. You know, from our side, I, I, I'm 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 really unsure, and I'm again, I'm I've got no tinfoil helmet on here. I do own tinfoil, but I've got no tinfoil helmet on. You're not wearing a helmet. Though, I'm beginning to I'm beginning to think the BBC's coverage of this is rather skewed. You know, mm. um, I was watching the uh, the Christopher Wiley stuff uh, on uh, on Tuesday. I've you know I've I've got some doubts about Christopher Wiley, um, but I expect I did I expected that his somewhat damning evidence would be have a higher prominence on the BBC evening news than um, than uh, than it did and which was fairly you know mostly dominated by an Australian cricket scandal which you know I, I think I, I can see that a quarter of the population uh, are being interested in um, so uh, and then we had this bizarre um, appearance on on the Mars show uh, by uh, by uh, by Isabel Oakeshott, who uh, who is obviously she, she uh, is a close chum of Aaron Banks. She co-wrote Aaron Banks's book. She co-wrote Lord Ashcroft's book about um, David Cameron, which contained uh, the the Piggate stuff, but worked very well in uh, in lowering everybody's estimation of David Cameron even lower. Uh, although not as low as it is now, and um, and she she was put up against uh, Carol Cadwallader. Uh, on the Andrew Marr show, and was basically allowed to scream over. Um, but that's what over, Isabel does. <laughs> over Carol Cadwallader. I went to a wedding where Isabel was there, and she was doing that. She uh, she said that Carol Cadwallader was chasing unicorns, and and uh, and then uh, and as Carol Cadwallader tried to outline the fairly forensic way in which she's uncovered uh, this this uh, what appears to be serious wrongdoing. Uh, she was uh, Isabel Oakeshott was screaming that she had to. Will she launch an investigation into Remain referendum spending? Well, Isabel Oakeshott's a right wing journalist, isn't she? And I'm sure she knows other right wing journalists, and maybe they could get off their arses and do it instead of screaming over people on the Andrew Marr show. She what was really worrying for me, though, was the way that Andrew Marr just allowed it to carry on, mm-hmm. and the and the the way that. You know, I mean, I've, to be honest with you, I've stopped listening to the Today programme, and I'd rather I would rather listen to Alan Brazil on Talksport than John Humphreys droning on uh, about uh, about Brexit. But but John Humphreys' personal view of of you know why Brexit should not be discussed because it's going to happen is uh, again this seems to be the this seems to be a BBC thing, doesn't it? Just, why why dissent? I do have to say that um, there are other morning breakfast shows available yeah there are not just Alan Brazil but not with Alan Brazil and his massive head (laughs) now you may have noticed listener yeah it's not Friday it isn't Friday it's Thursday but it has felt like we've been a day ahead all week because of the impending 
Easter break. Yeah, and so we printed the New European a day early. We printed the New European a day so early. So it's, it was available on Wednesday. It was. So, so, so if you normally buy it today, you're a day late. It's got how I many pages it's is bumper. it? It's bumper. It's 72 working pages. pages. It's got some... Um, it, it's 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 themed around the idea that it is now on the 29th. It's now a year, yeah, isn't it? A year Until to go. So what will you be doing a year today? I would like to think that I will be as far away from watching braying Brexiteers on the news as possible. Um, we should do something, shouldn't we? Should we have a party or well, something like emigrate? that? Emigrate? I don't know. Ah, oh, God. Uh, yeah, I think it will be a thoroughly depressing evening. I mean, I'm talking like it's going to happen, and look, the, 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 it's far, the far most likely thing is that it is going to happen. Um, but... As uh, as um, Jay Merrick, I think says yeah, yeah. in um, in this week's um, in this week's uh, bumper issue of the New European, which is priced three pounds for one week. It's available for but, two weeks. But remember, this pod is free. But this pod is free. And we've done it's nearly a, fifty. Episodes, it's a really good read. But but Jay Merrick has, has sort of summed up the road from Article Fifty to now, um, and all of the incredible. Changes and um, surprises and black swans, as she calls them, uh, that have happened in the last year. And you know, and and the point that she is making, and James Ball, who's writing on a similar subject, is making in this week's New European is is who knows, who mm. knows where we're going to be in twelve months. Well, it's time. been such an extraordinary. It's been amazing. Years. Yeah, um, anything could anything happen. could happen. Um, you, you, I think you made some predictions of your own. Didn't I have you? made serious, some predictions of my own. They're serious not serious political predictions. predictions they are, yeah. Because you're known for your serious I am political known for my, commentary. Uh, and there are there's a great page of of, of predictions in um, in, in with this lots week's of serious commentators. New European. There are some serious commentators. There's light-hearted there's people like Michael White. Um, and then there is, uh, and, and then there are the serious guys like like Mitch Ben and I. Yeah. Um, and uh, and here they are. So should we take a few of them? Should we take a few of them at random, or, or should we? Go on and tell me one of tell me one of uh, Mike White. So Mike White says Brexit will happen. Short of a major world crisis, there will be no second referendum. Yeah. Uh, he says that uh, Facebook is going to be. Uh, humbled by state regulation and taxation, and this this one is a shocker. He says England won't win the World Cup. Uh, they're playing well, though, aren't they? Uh, they are playing well. Yeah. Well, for for an England fan, you know, if we as long as we don't lose. Well, you know. Carl Walker and Raheem Sterling, you see. Come on, Sorry. give us give give us. Angela uh, Jameson, yeah. who writes about business for the New European, um, and is uh, and is really good, says a major British uh, company. Um, perhaps a major pharmaceutical like AstraZeneca or ITV will be over, taken over by a foreign investor. Ooh. Ford will move more production to Europe, losing hundreds of jobs in Wales. Uh, and a big high street name will go under. Could be Mothercare, Carpet Right, Claire's Accessories. They're all on the critical list right now. Ryanair will close at a UK base. Where am I going to get my pretty little earrings from? Well, I know. Jane Merrick, who who wrote that big piece about uh, a year to go, yeah, very good, uh, and it is really good, uh, believes that Theresa May will be defeated in the Lords uh, in key votes on the Brexit bill after Easter. I yeah. think that is going to happen. The yeah. Conservatives are going to lose scores of seats in May's local election, yeah, uh, especially absolutely. in London, says Jane Merrick. I think that is Wiped definitely going to happen. 
um, and it will weaken Theresa May, who yeah. is quite strong at the moment. The issue of Northern Ireland will still be unresolved by the October deadline on the final deal. I that, cannot see that not happening. I mean, that is going to cause chaos with the DUP. Uh, and uh, and even if a final Brexit deal is reached by then, says Jane Merrick, uh, May is going to face defeat on the meaningful vote uh, in Parliament, and that could still happen. Tim Walker um, says uh, believes that it will narrowly pass through the House uh, because Corbyn will three-line whip his MPs to back it, and that mm. seems to be a problem as well. I don't mm. even want to talk about Corbyn no. this week. Mm. Uh, and Tim Walker also says the Lords will uh, will water down that Brexit bill. And Russia will massively increase gas tariffs uh, once we leave the the EU. Um, yeah, but this is all fine. But what I'm, I'm really interested in the in the proper hard hitting political stuff. So what, what what are your predictions? Okay, so my predictions are a wasp is going to replace Liam Fox as the international. Trade Secretary, right. and Theresa May will explain that the insect is going to continue Liam Fox's work of flying around annoying people while serving no discernible purpose. If you kill a wasp... Yeah. Do you kill Liam Fox? No, go on. If you kill a wasp, it lets off some hormone that attracts other wasps to say that we're being attacked. Does it? So if you kill Liam Fox, Does the Lord of Brexiteers arrive. Does <laughs> Adam Werity arrive at the scene of the crime? Sobbing. So, uh, I'm also predicting that, that that there are a lot of fears at the moment that the Environment Secretary is, is bringing his work on fisheries home with him, and they will be confirmed when Michael Gove is found with a small chub down his trousers. Oh, Theresa May. Theresa May will resign after the Tories are wiped out at the local elections. Uh, they're going to lose all of their councils apart from one in the county of Borsetshire. And Conservatives uh, will praise the work of the local data experts, Ambridge Analytica. <laughs> I thought that was a really good joke when I wrote that. That's and funny. then and then the, the brilliant uh, Romaniacs podcast tweeted the same joke over the weekend. And I said, oh. I'm going to have to take this out now. Yeah. That's one of the five, you know medium good jokes that I've You're written this week. selling your jokes elsewhere. And, then, and, and I've not taken it out because I was too lazy to write another one. <sighs> Jacob Rees-Mogg, this is my fourth prediction, yeah. Jacob Rees-Mogg is going to reiterate his fears that Britain will become a vassal state of Brexit uh, if Brexit is reversed. Um, and he will tell the Commons who wants to live in a state which is run by the former Aston Villa forward Darius Vassal. I wonder what ever happened to him. He played yeah. for England a few times. He played for City as well, didn't he? And finally, uh, UKIP will go bankrupt and accountants will reveal that it was because most of the party members were never comfortable with the whole concept of being in the black. <laughs> um, so those are my uh, those are my predictions for the next uh, the next 12 months. Very good. Well, what a week it has been. I want to speak to Jerry Scott next about m- money for the NHS. What a shocker. Mm. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Your first 13 issues of The New European are only £13 when you join us and become a subscriber. Order by telephone by calling 01858 438840 and quoting Podcast One, or order online at our website www.neweuropean.co.uk. Stay angry. Fight Brexit. Subscribe to The New European. Welcome back. Now, me and Steve have basically been, well, messing around. So we needed to bring a serious journalist in. Jerry Scott, you're a serious journalist. Is that me? Yeah. 
Well, at least for this week. <laughs> Shock for everyone involved. <laughs> Shock for everyone down the boozer on a Friday night. Um, so amid everything else that's been going on, the whole chaos of the week with Cambridge Analytica and Facebook, we spoke about last week, of course, mm-hmm. and Commons Select Committees and Bonkers Brexiteers, there's been an announcement on NHS spending caps. Tell us a bit about it. Yeah, there has. This is the NHS pay cap. I mean, we all kind of know how poorly paid a lot of the staff in our NHS are. And um, for seven years, there's been this public sector pay cap, hasn't there? Yeah. Um, It kind of started with a coalition in 2011, to give you a bit of background, where pay was frozen for two years. Massively linked to the austerity policy. Yeah, 100%. Um, And then since then, yeah, they've been capped at 1%. Um, You know, so that, that was always supposed to be temporary under the coalition but then the pay cap came in and things weren't good uh over that time inflation has kind of whittled away at the real terms value of the pay um so for example a nurse today is paid 10 percent less in real terms than in 2011 yeah that's you know about a pay cut if you look at it that way of more than three grand yeah so it's not great shocking yeah it's not it's really not ideal um there's been years and years campaigning the unions have been up in arms about this quite rightly um and but now more than a million nhs staff have been offered a 6.5 percent pay rise over three years so this is good news so hooray well done jeremy hunt (laughs) well done theresa may let's all go and vote tory to save the nhs Sure, uh, kind of. Um, yeah, it, it is good news because the government had planned to continue their pay cap until 2020. So yeah, this is this is good news. It's a victory for the trade unions who have really they have really fought to kind of scrap. But the what pay did cap. they want? What did they want? Because they didn't want this, did they? Well, you know, it's a victory of sorts. Yeah. It's kind of it's a lot better than I think anyone was expecting. Uh-huh. So. Um, but wait a minute, they're still, they've still had a massive pay cut in real terms, even with their 6% over three years. Yeah, absolutely. Well. And this pay cap has made a massive dent in the NHS. It's, you know, we've got a workforce crisis in the NHS. And, and that's, that's going to get worse. It's going to get worse, especially when they weren't getting paid. So um, less money. Worse than Brexit. Less money. Yep. More work. Yep. Pay squeezed. They're overstretched. They're still being squeezed. The NHS in general is underfunded. Um, and yeah, more than 33,000 nurses left the NHS last year alone. So, yeah. For people who, who don't follow Jerry's excellent work, by by night, yeah. she's uh, um, like the catwoman of the Remain cause. That's what they call me, yeah. Yeah. And But by day, is a, is a, is a very well-respected health journalist. So what is... Um, well, a health journalist. What is... Um, <laughs> what <laughs> it depends is, who you ask. <laughs> yeah. What is... What... Uh, what are those nurses that left the NHS saying? What are their reasons yeah. for leaving? So the pay is a big part of it. You know, these but are then, people who are at the sharp end of the NHS yes. and they're not getting paid. There's no the doubt food. that they should there's no doubt that they, that they should be getting more money, but then just like um journalism, uh it's not the kind of profession you go into because you want to buy Merck, is it? No, it's not. No, definitely not. Um despite the fact one that I've got sitting in my driveway. Um <laughs> but you know, there's that the Brexit plays a really big part in this um, because, as we know, our NHS is absolutely propped up by um, foreign staff who come here and, you know, thank God, help and um, work in our NHS. Um, It's causing a lot of uncertainty for people, even though we're still not quite sure what's going to happen. But also economies elsewhere have picked up, so they don't have to come here to Mm. earn Mm. 
you know, these big salaries, they can send money home anymore. A lot of people now go to Poland or other parts of the EU where they, they don't need to come here yeah. anymore. The wages aren't so high pretty, So a lot of those nurses are um, from overseas and, and are going and A lot home. of them are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's definitely, you know, our homegrown nurses here as well who are leaving the profession because the stress, they're overstretched, they're working over their hours. You, you know, it's it, there's only so much... They can take so is this then this money how, how what's the t- what's the total cost of this so the headline cost is 4.2 billion okay um but you know there's a problem there because there's this analysis from the institute for public policy research um that said nearly half of that is already going to go back to the treasury kind of straight away in higher taxes and lower welfare spending right so you know okay um there is good news. This money isn't going to come from hospital budgets. There is extra uh-huh. funding yeah, for this, cash, yeah. which is really important because nearly every hospital is running a deficit. Yes. Um, so it, it, it's a, it, the problem is, is that you probably have seen in the news, there's all these claims of pay rises at 20% and higher. That's not going to be the case. Because no. included in that are kind of payments that were going to be made to reflect their personal development, already moving up a pay band. Uh-huh. Um, and although the 6.5% that everyone is getting does sound good, it's actually barely a pay rise at all. Um, because if inflation matches forecasts, it's going to be kind of a third of 1% by 2021 yeah. in terms of the pay rise. Yeah. So um, I've got some statistics for you. I know you're a fan of the statistics. I am. Um, for a band five nurse, uh, this would be a pay rise of less than £2 a week. Wow. Yeah. Um, so just explain what a band five nurse is. So there's nine bands in the NHS right. of uh, pay brackets, basically. Right, so right. Um, And you move through the bands and there's various any, any, progression so, so you've got a, a nurse who's in band one and a nurse who's in band nine. Well, I mean, nurses start at different stages. This is for the whole of the NHS. All right, so you're top, you're top paid... NHS head honcho yeah, yeah, yeah. is on band nine. Absolutely. And, and you... But you've got everyone in that pay scale. So these, okay. pay, these pay rises so are people like is... cleaners as well for uh-huh. porters yeah, yeah, yeah. who are in band one. So, yeah. you know, everyone's affected. But yeah, that same nurse in band five is going to be about £3,000 a year worse off in real terms than in the same role a decade earlier. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, it says something for the rest of the public sector as well. Because obviously this pay cap has been over yeah. everyone. Teachers, etc. Yeah, I mean the NHS has been where it's been most publicised, I guess. Well, it's the hottest topic. It is the hottest topic. Um, but it's quite a modest settlement for NHS workers in the end. And it kind of looks like other areas aren't going to be so lucky. Okay, so so good news and bad news. Although yes. some good news I think is, you were telling me before we, we turned the mic on, there was some suggestion that they were going to lose out on holidays and things. Yeah, so one of the suggestions during negotiations was that in exchange for a pay rise, um, everyone would lose a day's holiday allowance. Um, <laughs> the unions obviously weren't happy with this, members weren't happy with this, and they've managed to negotiate that out. So, yeah, you know, this is actually a victory for the unions. They have done yeah. well. All right, well done, the union movement. Yes. Um, but let's talk about it as a political thing mm-hmm. rather than the actual... So Jeremy Hunt has been... He's, he's, I feel like politically, I'm not talking about 
the, the you know what what the impact of the NHS has been uh, from from austerity or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think politically he's kind of grown into this role a little bit now. What but the but the, the foot soldiers still hate him, I imagine. I mean, he's not the most popular. No, um, it's such a difficult gig, though. It's such a difficult uh, job. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, you know, he's uh, visited our part of the world quite a few times now. I've been at events where he's met NHS staff, um, and no, he's still not popular because will this help because he said he he has been quite open in asking from for saying that he was going to get this he was going to get this cash yeah he's managed to do it first yeah we were told during the spring statement that there wasn't really going to be any more cash until at least the autumn Mm -hmm. he seems to have lent on the treasury and got some money yeah i mean this is it, it isn't all bad news by any stretch of the imagination there are a lot of NHS staff who are really happy about this and yeah. are kind of saying to their um, more strident colleagues look this is a lot better than we're expecting to get it's a lot better than we've had for the last seven years yeah. um, but is that like when you're really hungry you'll eat a doner kebab well yeah you I particularly love a doner kebab <laughs> love <to> <laughs> I'm over for breakfast oh god <laughs> leftover from the night before but yeah it is kind of like that it's a bit of a you know you take what you can get um, I'll be using those NHS services before long <laughs> at least the nurses will be getting a bit better paid to look after you <laughs> yeah, they're going to need it that. he's been kebab doctor <laughs> uh, yeah I mean it, it's, it, it is going to boost kind of Jeremy Hunt's likability a bit, I guess. But when it's already at rock bottom, how far can you really go? Right, it's that bad for him, is it? With yeah, it's not brilliant. Okay, well, you see, he's got you an extra £4.2 billion <laughs> and you still hated Jeremy. <laughs> you could have moved, you could have moved. He could have moved. Instead, he took social care on as well. Well, I, I, my respect for him grew somewhat after that. Mm-hmm. He's, I think he thinks he's got a job to do. I do think he's think he's he's got a job to do, I but it's a very also, very difficult one. I think he also fancies the top job. Do you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Jerry, thanks for explaining that. Brexiteer of the week. Welcome back. It is time once again to crown a Brexiteer of the week. Steve, I'm I'm back from out of my cave. Uh, it's quite nice in there. Um, Have you got room for a lodger? Yeah. <laughs> uh, should we start with Boris Johnson? Yes. Um, because he said that Carol Cadwallader's story was utterly ludicrous, didn't yes. he? And uh, I just want to remind everybody that in 2004, quite memorably, uh, he was asked whether he'd been having an affair with Petronella Wyatt, and he said it was balderdash and an inverted pyramid of piffle. Yes. And then he got sacked because it turned out to be true after all. Yes. And we won't even, let's not even talk about the bus. So, um, <laughs> yeah. David Davis, he brought a sick bucket on Andrew Marr, didn't he? <laughs> and not even because he had to sit next to Isabel Oakshot. Um <laughs> He's threatened to resign if Britain's fishermen are not handed control of their waters again uh, when we finally get yeah. out of the, the EU. And Give me back my waters. Yes, I need control of my waters. <laughs> and just before we sort of strike up Leanne Rhymes singing, How can I live without you? If it um, wasn't for the beard, I would think Leanne she Rhymes was, in was the room. a guest. Yeah. She was in the room. But in November, he was going to resign because... Boris Johnson and Michael Gove had sent a letter to Theresa May without telling him, 
And in December, he was going to resign. He was definitely resigning if Damien Green got sacked uh, about the pornographic images on his work computer. And, and do you know resigning. what? He did get sacked, and they and they continue to influence Theresa May. And David Davis hasn't resigned. No. So I, I'm guessing he's not going to resign either this time. Um, Peter Bone. Yes. Peter Bone. He looks like Sven Goran Eriksson. He's having a right time. He's the MP from Wellingborough. And he told that the uh, the Commons, a, new, a refreshing new take on this tedious story about where a British uh, new blue passport should be printed. He said that when the French people who are printing our passports get a glimpse of our new blue British passports, they are going to rise up. <laughs> he said when the French people see this symbol of freedom and independence, they will rise up and they will want to leave the EU. They'll be burning Renaults in the streets yeah, of Paris. exactly. Demanding masked, it, burning their cheap EU's. passports, yeah. EU passports. I just imagine that first glimpse at, at you know, border control and... Oh, what is this? We shall rise up! They were weeping <laughs> at the beauty of it. He, Peter Bone was famous for... He used to update MPs on the thoughts of his wife, Jenny, didn't he? When he, he, when he wasn't talking about the French rising up yes, and leaving. Yes, that's right. But he doesn't do it anymore, no. and that's because Peter Bone has formed a close friendship with a married physio who's 20 years younger than him. And perhaps Jenny uh, just rose up and left. Like <laughs> um, Gerard Batten, he's UKIP's acting leader... And I, 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 I was ill on, uh, over the week, last weekend. And, Snowflake. And I, did, I had quite a lot of work to do. You were all right on Friday night. And, um, and I spent, um, and I spent <laughs> I had quite a lot of work to do. And I spent a considerable amount of time on Sunday listening to a speech by Gerard Batten, uh-huh. which is a remarkable thing in itself. He told a meeting in Gloucester that... Um, the the uh, Remain campaign was based on lies and he said nobody on our side lied there were just uh, a few facts and figures that were wrong <laughs> so, <laughs> so I don't know yeah, um, but he's a master of contradiction Gerard Batten the other bit that I really liked about um, his speech was when he said that Theresa May had got it all wrong and she was trying to be nice to the EU and it, when she was negotiating a trade deal and David Davis, and what they should just have done is go, right, we're leaving, and you can, you know, take it or leave it. And he said, um, he said his tactics would have been, we're not going to ask you, we're going to tell you, and we're going to do that in the spirit of friendship and cooperation, oh, which I really liked. That's sweet. Neil Hamilton, uh, he's UKIP's leader in the, the Welsh Assembly. He accused children of being childish. Um, which tends to come with it the, does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah it yeah. goes goes with the territory, doesn't just, it? Just there was a radio segment on Radio Wales about what children think of Brexit. Uh, he said that uh, he was really upset that it, the gang of ten and eleven year olds that were were, were mentioned uh, were, were interviewed on it hadn't featured any teeny Brexiteers. <laughs> Um, and he said that he was angered by. But they could have had a pretty Patel on. Well, they could have done, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he was angered by what he, uh, I'm quoting here, the childish responses of the children. And he said that reporter Thomas Morgan uh, had failed in his duty because he, uh, quote, failed to question any of the childish answers given by the children to him. Yes. Uh, and that is another example of the famous old saying, kids and disgraced former Tory ministers who lose their seats after a cash for questions inquiry uh, do say the funniest things. They do. 
My Brexit of the week, however, is Lee Hurst. Who? Remember Lee Hurst? Did he score the winning goal for He England? did, yeah. yeah. So Lee Hurst. Oh, no, wait a minute. He's he the has, guy he with has, the... Yeah, 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 the ball the, guy. Oh. He used to be on that comedy sports quiz. And he's languished in relative obscurity since he left that That's quiz. Right. It had Nick Hancock on it, didn't he? He used to Another sit one. next to David Garr. And, Another uh, one who's gone into Yes, Nick Hancock, yeah. And Lee Hurst left uh, that in 1998. And he's me. recently... He used to be quite left-wing, Lee Hurst. But he's now a big Brexiteer on Twitter. Well, is and he a left wing Brexiteer though? He's no, he's a very right wing. Oh, right, he's right, a right. He's, he's had a little conversion there. Right. And um, this week he wrote, "Ramona's really are the most pathetic bunch of loser whinging C's." I bleep them out. You oh, can see it. He, he said, "Ramona's really are the most pathetic bunch of loser whinging." C's. If you were stuck in a lift with them, you'd open your poxy wrists. They do not stop. STFUFFS, shut the up for, for sake. sake. You are anti democratic twats. You have no morals. FO, which I believe stands for cough. Off. So, altogether, they think Lee Hurst's career is all over. It is now. Lee Hurst, off. You're the Brexiteer <laughs> of the week. That was the New European Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Go on to iTunes or Audio Boom or wherever you listen to the pod and leave us some great reviews. Follow The New European at The New European on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook. There's tons going on on there as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Porrit, P-O-R-R-I-T-T. And if you haven't already, go and buy the paper. It is a bumper Easter special with lots of usual stuff, but loads and loads of culture as normal. It's like the normal paper, but a lot bigger. There is no issue of the New European next week. We are taking an Easter break, but there will be a podcast. Don't fear, I shall still be here with Steve and indeed with Jerry. Until then, happy Easter. Mr Campbell, play your bagpipes. mitigation <laughs> I wasn't aware she was married you tell me now she didn't tell me <laughs> planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.